Hi, I'm Carlin Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. I love trying different coffee shops, especially when I travel all all over the world. It's my favorite thing to do in different cities, especially France and Italy are my favorite places to have coffee in the world because I love, love, love just the small the espresso, small to us Americans, right? Uh, a cup of espresso that they just call coffee. And it's the tiniest, strongest, most amazing thing on the face of the planet. I remember on all of our trips to Italy, and we've been blessed to have been back there several times in different cities. Todd, my husband Todd, would run to the to the gelato carts everywhere, and I'd run to the coffee, like little carts and and bars and little stand, like they were all over the place. And it's just oh, amazing. And what I loved about those kinds of things, we could be just walking through um, Florence and, you know, you just kind of pop in and for a euro, it's like, can I have a coffee? And you just stand there at the bar and you just drink it. And it's like quick and dirty and you go. It's wonderful. Um, and then in France, it's a little bit of a different experience. Um, usually you sit at a cafe, you sit outside. I love just to watch the world walk by, which is this amazing cup of coffee. And the service may be not as quick, but that's intentional. You sit there, you enjoy it, you soak it all in. And I, I transport myself whenever I have like a, just a really good espresso or cappuccino. And it got me thinking too, and I know you're probably like, where is she going with all this? But you know, I always start my, we usually start my podcast talking about coffee, hence the leaderships. And I was thinking about this in ter- terms of like how culturally we can be different and even in our day-to-day tasks some of us enjoy the slow pace and enjoy you know soaking it all in and the slow and steady kind of kind of approach to life and then other people are hurried and go 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 and and up no give me my quick espresso gotta go and you know I know once upon a time before there were things like uh, convenience stores if you will for coffee or like Starbucks and Dunkin's and you know, all the different places um, that you can go get, you know, coffee, especially in the States, like on every corner, right? People made coffee in their houses. They did the old-fashioned way, a percolator, um, and, and uh, you know, eventually different kinds of coffee pots. And then Keurigs, it got even easier. Now I don't even, like, open up the, the can for, for grounds, or I don't even grind, grind my own anymore. It's just a, a little pot, and I stick it in a thing. So it's fascinating to me, you know, culturally speaking, just how much we, especially in the Western world, I think it's we, we, we strive for speed, like go faster, go faster and get more convenient. Um, fast food, fast food is super popular. Whereas, you know, it's interesting, like fast food's not really good for you, most of it, and, you know, has a lot of not so good things in it. Whereas a slow roasted brisket or something that might take overnight to do um you know tastes even better and might be might be a little bit better for you I don't know again this isn't a food podcast so don't quote me on my on that stuff but um you know I was thinking about this in terms of does slow and steady though always win the race like is being is things slow and slowing down is that the healthier way to live is that the better way to live 
Or are we all going to, you know, he's going fast and going a mile a minute and this flurry of activity is just going to like put us all in an early grave, right? With the way that we operate just on a daily basis. And so I was talking to someone the other day and we were talking about this and I think there's evidence, right? There's evidence all around us that, that slowing down is a good thing. And as a coach, I know that mentally slowing down is a wonderful thing and a necessary thing, especially when you're trying to re- rewire and reframe thoughts in your brain. And one of uh, the things that my coach, my personal coach has always told me too is, okay, let's slow down because usually when I start talking and I start going and then it's like you spiral, right? It's easy to spiral, but then it is and then and then, and you could sense and you feel the anxiety in somebody. And this is, this happens to me. You, you feel it in your body physiologically, you start to feel it. And then you're going a mile a minute and it's like, hold on, let's slow down and let's deconstruct whatever it is that's bothering, whatever the issue is. And by taking really, really small like turtle steps into that place, you are more able, I think, to see things a bit more clearly um, from like a, a mindset and a, and a framework and reframing and rewiring your brain and your thoughts and such. So I do think there's so much benefit to slowing down. But then I was thinking, I'm going to challenge this thinking a little bit, okay? So bear with me because here's my here's my issue with when we think of things as either fast or slow, then it then we start to as human humans we suck at balance, right? We always have to take everything to the to the extreme opposite ends of the spectrum. It's like why can't we all just chill a little bit in the middle and recognize that balance is just that. It's not one extreme or the other. And I feel like when you, if you apply this kind of slow and steady thinking to a work environment and as a leader on a team and when you have goals and when you have things that you need to get done and deadlines and such, it can actually be somewhat detrimental to a work environment depending on the the job that you're in. But I would say for the most part with how quick and and I mean, the marketplace is evolving like on an hourly basis these days and things are changing so rapidly and people who aren't keeping up and organizations who aren't keeping up, I think do try to be slow because they want to be methodical and they want to think it through and they apply a lot of process and they get a lot of opinions and then they think and think and think and then they do more research and then they do more research and then, but by the time you actually execute on an idea, it's either probably, well, too late or not newsworthy anymore or, you know what, we've moved on to the next thing. Like, I, I think we haven't done a good job, and I'm just speaking broadly. Like, I'm seeing this out in the marketplaces. I don't think the organizations that are getting left behind are the ones that are not able to quickly react or even better yet, quickly innovate and stay ahead of the curve and stay ahead of it. And I think organizations that want to like, hold on, we're a little, we got to think about it. We got to slow down. We got to just, you know, and put it, they're not going to be able to keep up. And so there are a lot of good things to taking things down and being methodical and thinking through things, et cetera. I get that. And having, you know, more brains on something, whatever. But you can do that quickly. And that's where I want to challenge this thinking is, and I'm going to challenge a couple of things. One is I believe that you can do all of those things in a much faster, quicker fashion. One, if you trust your people. Two, if you also learn the steps of what you kind of think through in scenarios. I mean, crisis managers do this all the time. They have to think quickly on their, th- their feet. 
and they go through a ton of scenarios in their head, but they are able to do it in lightning speed so they can react quickly to something. It is able, we are able to do this. And so I think, but I, where I do find that slow and steady does win the race, I believe, is like a parallel path to the work productivity and the work output. And that's when it comes to our personal growth and when it comes to our personal learning and, and change management, you know, and change leadership and all of those. I think those are the things to me that run a parallel path to whatever the work output is. And those are the things that do take time. It takes time to change. I don't care what the change is. And it takes time to learn. It takes time to grow. It takes time to to strengthen our strengths and rewire, you know, negative thinking and thoughts and reframing. That to me is not never going to be a destination. That is a constant journey. So in that sense, I believe that slow and steady do win, win the race because I feel like the more you slow down and you really take the time, the more likely you are to create new and better habits that are going to last longer. So there's no overnight fix to fixing you, I guess. Um, but from a work output perspective, well, I believe if you are focusing on the slow and steady aspect of constant learning, constant growing, you're already ahead of the game because you are in a constant place of a growth mindset and and always bettering yourself and always bettering your team and bettering you know your leadership and who you are and what you're doing that when it comes time to the output and activation you're going to be more confident in your quick decision making you're going to be more likely to want to jump feet first and take risks and not have as much fear of failure as you maybe you would if you weren't working on those things if you weren't in in touch and honed in on who you are as an individual, what you bring to the table, et cetera. So I think when it comes to the output, the activity needs to speed up because you aren't going to keep up. And as long as you're getting okay and you're telling your team, it is okay, let's try things, let's do things, let's activate on things. But as a leader, you know you're thinking through it all, but you're doing it quickly and you're scenario playing things out. But at the end of the day, why not? Why not try things? Why not get things out? That's the only way you're going to learn. It's the only way people are going to learn. And sometimes it's okay to be like, you know what? This is about 70%. Let's just go. Let's just go and let's throw it out. Let's see what happens. And that's okay. Because again, the growth you're going to get from that, the learning you're going to get from that, it's beyond anything that you could sink yourself into a corner about. I mean, you can what if yourself to death, right? You could like spend forever, every possible outcome, every possible little scenario of anything. And then you never activate on anything. And that's just fear. That's fear stopping you. That's assumptions being made. Nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody knows what's really going to happen. And frankly, I've seen projects that have taken years and they swear they've thought through everything. And then when something happens, they're like, oh, that wasn't what we thought was going to happen. Because you can only predict people so much. People, um, things are going to happen. Things are going to change. Taste change. You know, the way something works changes and doesn't. It's like, I'd rather just move quickly and try it. And then course correct quickly if you need to. And then try something different. It's like by the time you, you launch something that you've been sitting on for, you know, multiple years and trying to figure out how it might work, you could have done about 50 other things in the meantime and learned a lot quicker, frankly. 
All right, let's get into some sips. First sip, slow yourself down to speed yourself up. You do need to slow down your mind, calm your anxious thoughts, gain clarity to ever execute on an idea. But you don't have to go on like an eat, pray, love excursion to do this. You can just lean back in your chair. You can take a step outside for a few minutes. Find something that is going to help calm you. Center yourself. Think and think quickly and decisively and with confidence. But you do need to slow down in that sense in order to speed yourself up. All right, next sip. Speed should not create anxiety. I think we all see this way too much where when you feel like the pressure of a deadline or the pressure to react or respond or do something quickly, it creates anxiety. You can have speed and quickness without feeling anxious, but because the anxiety starts in your mind and it is a thought and it comes from a place of fear and worry. So you have to find out, find something that is going to help tame your anxious thoughts and be able to put those aside in order to keep moving forward as quickly as possible. And I know that's not easy, but those are different things and you can't, don't confuse one with the other. You can have absolute grace under pressure. Some people work better under deadlines, myself included. It doesn't create anxiety for me. It pushes me to have clarity of thought and focus in order to meet that. And when I feel the anxiety bumbling up, I slow down and take deep breaths mentally while I still can give the output physically. I hope that makes sense. All right, final sip. As leaders, this is really important to not bucket your people into strategists and tacticians. People think of these roles and these skills as two completely different things. And maybe historically that that can be. I have met people who are, wow, they're a really good executor, really good tactician. Not so much of thinking of the bigger picture or the bigger strategic way of approaching something or doing something. But keep in mind the word strategy, All it sounds really fancy, but really strategy is literally just how you're going to do something. And... I think there's people put a lot of pressure on, oh, they're a strategist. It's like that's all they're really doing is deciding how they're going to plan to do something. The money place you want to be in as a leader when you have people on your team is you want strategic tacticians. You want people who know how to think strategically about something and then execute and activate on it in a timely fashion. That's where we should be. And Yes, everyone is capable of that. It's about getting into one mindset. It's getting into a mindset of deep work all the time. And then when those decisions and opportunities come up, it's about being able to apply that from that same space of, I've got this, I'm centered, I'm thinking, I know what I'm going to do, how to do it, how can I quickly you know, align kind of the planets around a certain idea, certain thought. If you want to tap another brain, do it. But it's about knowing already that that's how you're going to approach something, that strategy. But then not leaving it there and going, well, let's just keep talking about something and let's talk about it and talk about it until, you know, the end of time. 
You need to also have the strategic mindset to know when to stop, put a stake in the ground, and when to execute and tactically execute because really everything's always in the output. That's where the results are. That's where the business results are. That is where, you know, knowing that something you've done is moved forward is in the execution of it. So when it comes to taking care of yourself, learning, growing, doing the deep work, meditating, prayer, all of the things that keep you at your A game, that's sipping on at a cafe in France on the sidewalk, enjoying that coffee. So then whenever you're asked to have coffee a little bit more on the fly, standing up at a bar when you're in Italy, you'll be well prepared to take those kinds of sips. It's sort of like being a cold brew. It takes 24 hours, sometimes longer, to really steep and taste that delicious, strong flavor that you get. But it takes time to get there. But then when it gets there and you sip it, Ah, you're ready to drink it down. Be a cold brew. Thank you for having a cup of coffee with me. For more sips and tips, connect with me on social and follow Leader Sips on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And don't forget to visit my website, carlinholbrook.com. Until next time, keep on brewing.